0: Hey, just a heads up, there's some cursing in this episode. Not like a lot of cursing, but if you might be offended by cursing, this may not be the one for you. In all honesty, it's like three curse words, but I think
1: you'll enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fan Millennial Podcast, the takeover
2: edition with Earl, Marcus, and Mark. Our millennial take on millennial life while celebrating brotherhood. Yo, yo, yo. So let's go ahead and just jump right in and show them how this this is done, gentlemen. Um, let's do it. Yes, sir. Got, you know they they like to do their little family check ins and um, talk about what's going on. Talk bad about us and our children.
1: Hey, man! First of all, like that's something about <laughs> black people, right? Like, yeah. I, whenever we talk about something and we feel some type of way about it, it got to be little.
2: <laughs> Always. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All, yeah. But, even if we guys, don't feel. Even if we don't feel a negative way about it, it, right. it, we have to make it diminutive in right. some way. Right. Like, I gotta, I gotta oh man, how that little my job going? Yeah, you Man. I'm cheating, please, what you talking about little job?
0: You making a little money? Making a
1: little money? <laughs> facts, facts,
2: facts. facts. <laughs>
1: oh man, I see you,
2: I see you, you got a little
1: fit. I see you. Yeah, yeah. working with a
2: little something. Always, it's always small. Yeah. like right, it's, right. It's, it's, but don't don't let nobody say it to you, cause then you feel some kind of way. Like it's right. the strangest thing. So disrespectful. Yeah. But then no, they gonna stop me from saying it though. Nah, <laughs> so true.
1: So true. Oh nah, man, but but not, what's up with this check in, man? What y'all got going on?
2: Nah, man. So it was actually funny the other day. My son and I were in a car. He's seventeen, and he's he's uh settled into his geekdom. Uh, so he's you know, anime, Rubik's cubes. Legos, Word. you know what I'm saying? Video games, the whole nine, and we're listening to the ladies do that thing on the podcast. Okay. And Aaliyah started talking about anime.
1: blurred life,
2: uh-huh. man. That boy's eyes lit up. Beep. Well, first he he heard Vernick's voice and he was like, "Whoop!" I was like, "Yeah, this is Vernick's podcast with her yeah. friends." And and then Aaliyah started talking about anime and that boy go, "What?" I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, oh. Bear has a has a friend who loves anime, oh. and this boy go, what? Why? Why am I just finding out about this? I'm like, why would you need to know? Like, exactly. <laughs> like y'all go, y'all go, you know, Facetime and watch anime together? Like, is that? Oh, no, I don't. Now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right, now
1: it's not. Like, a little cool, but you know, I, uh, I'm all about anime. But hold up now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, hey. Listen, I ain't even mad at you because you got to check seventeen year olds these days now too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> quit looking at my wife, bro. Entangling. on
1: my wife asking about Hello.
2: Oh my goodness! So what
0: you got going on,
2: Marcus, man? Brother, when I how, mean how
0: it, when I mean to tell you, keeping up with three three is a task, but I feel like I'm in two days all the time. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> Like you go from the nine-year-old to the, well, I might as well say 10 because he's 10 tomorrow, 10, 8, 3, it's, it's yeah. three different worlds. But man, I just, the other day, brother, I'm walking to the front door because I hear the doorbell go off, and I just smell this smell. It smells like poop. It's sitting right here under my nose. And I tell myself, man, I know he, I know, Max is, just, this is, I'm not Max, Maverick, you know, I got those M's. I tell myself, I know he ain't taking a, a pool, but man, I hope it. hope it's all right, because that smelled too raw. Brother, I opened the door. I got a masterpiece on the wall. I guess he didn't make it in time. Uh, I got a log on the floor.
1: Oh, uh, coach. And, and,
0: and so I go to, you know, do my little thing, pick him up. And right when I'm picking him up, drop on my hand. Oh. I said, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Look, you're lucky. I love you, son.
1: You're, look, you're lucky. I love you.
0: You're lucky. I love you. And I'm thinking, oh, I was just eating a snack before I came in here. Uh, snack is gone. Snack is gone. I'm looking at him and I say, "Man, so what happened?" And all he does is put his head down in shame. Yeah, uh, brother. So to call the household to stand full of full of full of comical things,
2: man, man. I man. can't even. I. I can't even process that, bro. You like, think um, I
0: could? I had, hand, I had a hand that was full of—well, I say a forearm, a forearm that—I said, "Well, because I just felt like I got shitted on."
2: I mean, you did. I mean,
1: I,
0: I, I said, "Man, the cool. things we go through. The things we go through."
2: Whew. Whew. Yeah, yeah, man. You yeah, man. I'm, I'm sorry that about that. I mean, Must be love. I'm glad you didn't go eat that snack afterwards. <laughs> no,
0: I didn't, brother. I, mean, I was traumatized for about 20, 30 minutes. After no finger foods for the rest of the week? At all. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit about my family check-in. I mean, other than that, you go, you got Max and everybody oh, Jesus. does the thing. And, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. But you appreciate your parents after having kids yourself.
1: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, no. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I mean, hey, man. Um, so uh, this weekend we traveled to Houston and I had an opportunity to uh, to take the family down there. I had to do some work on a Saturday and uh, we went down to Houston and, you know, I'm in the army. So most of the time I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I tell people all the time, the only time I get homesick or I get or I feel like, man, I'm in the army is when I go to a big city. And Houston is like my home away from home. Yeah, yeah. So, You know, the kids... They got to hang out with my niece and my nephews at my sister house and you know saw my in-laws saw uh, saw a grandmommy who was my grandmother-in-law saw my uncle or whatever and that was great but you know the funny story is my son man my son is hilarious bro so we uh we riding back up to Killeen and we had to stop and so you know Bucky's is like an experience here in Texas. Oh so yeah, yeah. We roll up on this town wall and we really ain't need to stop, but I'm like, it's Bucky. So let me let me see what that Bucky life about. So uh sure. we 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 pull up and we park. And I'm like, hey, who going in a live me or you? And she was like, I can go in. I was like, nah, I got it. So I go in there to do what I need to do. And I get back. In in another story for another day, but Bucky's is a madhouse, bro. I am never going in Bucky's again. Yeah, man.
0: Black Friday, um,
1: pretty much. Yeah, man. I mean, you had all Here's types the of people. You had the people from the hills have eyes. I think I saw Jigsaw <laughs> in there. Um, I saw a couple like Instagram models who are aspiring but aren't there yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a bunch of people, but like I said, another story for another day. So I get back in the car, and Aaliyah shows me this video. So my son is three. And he was so tired that as soon as he got in the car when we left Houston, he was racked out. He was just knocked out. My son that. fell asleep with a bag of Cheetos in his in his lap. <laughs> his hand was in the Cheetos bag, and he had the Cheeto dust residue all over his lips. I'm um, going in. Probably would have gave in. my mom a heart attack if she'd have saw a grandson <clears> like that. Well, Aaliyah shows me this <laughs> video. At some point while I'm on my Bucky's adventure, Aaron kind of like tosses and turns in his sleep. Never opens his eyes and instinctively just shoves a Cheeto in his mouth and starts chewing while he is asleep. He turns in, goes for one more, and I mean, like, as soon as he finished the chewing, got the swallow in, dude just racked back out like, didn't miss a beat, bro. Funniest thing I've seen in my life how my son had his and not wake up. That's uh, that, that. Hey,
0: that's that. I ain't got a job dream.
1: That's exactly yeah. what it is. Sleep. So, yeah. You know, at that sleep. moment, yeah. I knew I succeeded because I have privileged children. So shout yeah. out to <laughs> uh, for the ability to eat Cheetos in his sleep. <clears> I know he's <clears throat> going crazy. May he live a long and wonderful Cheeto-full life.
2: Yep. That's Yo, great. ain't that the best and worst feeling to be able to have privileged children, but you still be looking at them like, why are you so spoiled? Like, yeah, like, like you I'm ain't lying. doing it?
0: I mean, my thing is with my group, I come home and in the parking in the parking garage, it might be I mean not the garage, the whole uh the parking way, you might find in the driveway, glove, bat, ball, car unlocked. And I'm saying to myself, man, when I grew up, if you left a basketball outside, brother, it what, was gone. gone. It was gone. It was gone. Yeah. My 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 group pretty now, much bro. they leave it. If they stop, it's it's probably like when Thanos Snapped his fingers and everybody disappeared. Not the snapshot. Yeah. The ball is right there. Literally, the ball is right
2: there. You know, so we're we're out here in Katy and like, you know, during the pandemic, when Damien went back to school, he's in high school. I was like, you want to ride the bus or you want me to drop you off? He's like, no, I want you to drop me off. Cool. He don't trust the kids at school he knew they was going to take their mask off and cough on them this was before he was able to get his vaccination um but then at some point i was like man you can just ride your bike to school it's less than two miles you'll be there fast so he starts riding his bike but sometimes in the morning if he's too late i take him to school with the bike on the back of the car so he could ride his bike back home i went and dropped his bike off for him one day because it was raining in the morning, started raining the afternoon. I dropped this bike off on. Man, I'm I'm chaining this bike up to the rack. Ain't none of those bikes. No locks. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about like four, five, six hundred thousand dollar bikes just leaning. I'm like, yo. Yep. I could literally take all your bikes right now and sell them yeah. and pay my car off. Like, <laughs> I said, I <laughs> what do y'all know? Do? Like, this is a come up. This is the kind of come up we used to dream about back Run in the bikes, day. Homie. Like,
0: the you bikes. Know what yeah. like this and is again. Those those rich bikes may weigh one pound, so you're picking up a whole
1: bike. Running <laughs> it. But in some ways, man, our society has changed so much for the better. Yeah. While you would have did your, while you would have been doing your bike relay, nobody would have thought a second thought. They're just like, oh, nope. there's a guy. He's just grabbing bikes. He must be servicing them. That's somebody would have
2: helped me. me. That that
1: have sounds helped like, me. Hey, Can I help you with
0: that? That sounds like SMU. We had some <laughs> friends of ours got inside the bike room. My friend rode this guy's bike around campus for three months. Three months. So there we are riding down the boulevard, and the guy says, Oh my god, you found it. You found my bike. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, man, let me get off these bikes, man. You know, I'm from Little Russ, Texas. I can't be going back, going back to Russ. What you what you what what made you come back? Well, and somebody we took a by. bike.
2: Man, that why you back from school story be the worst, don't it?
0: Oh yeah, that happened in the country all the time, all the time. So the question of the day is, what y'all watching on? What y'all watching on the tube? What you watching on TV right now? Ever since I started working from home, I ain't gonna even lie to you. I might as well be a gangster. I'm. I, I was on. I was on Narcos. So, and what made it bad was, you know that part where he's talking about bullets and blood. Every time I kept going to a deal, because you know I run a Hispanic Soccer League. So we out there and they start talking. I'm approaching them like like I'm some kingpin and I look at hey, what are we gonna do? So I mean I've been watching that. What about Godfather of Harlem? Y'all y'all watch that?
2: I have seen it. There's only one one season, right? Oh no, brother, it's two. You behind. Oh <laughs> okay. Well, you know,
0: it, it's pretty good. Crystal says that I I, I I watched it. She said I'm getting into too many uh because I like, you know, I like stuff that was history. You round point. there,
1: you round there making offers people can't refuse? Hey, yeah. So it's like <laughs> you go make
0: an impression, make an impression. I mean, we watch I watch that and then it's just the fact that I like watching things with dates and then you know the whole Godfather Harlem pretty much follows Bumpy Johnson and, yeah. and Malcolm X. And shows like you know a backdrop of him in the temple and all that stuff. I, I like it on the net. What, what y'all got going, Earl? What you watch?
1: Yeah. So right now, man, I um, I'm uh watching the show called Under Oath. Oh yeah. And you know that uh that show is a it's a law show where people who are 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 uh, charged with very serious crimes. Uh, it's the defendant, and everybody knows, you know with defendants, you don't have to take the stand, right? Like, you do yeah. not have to take the stand. But a lot of cases come down to we want to hear from the defendant. And so yeah. The, yeah. Show, the show introduces a crime, and then it takes you to the pivotal moment where the defendant decides to take the stand. And in that um, moment, you see that defense attorney go through what's called a direct examination where they allow their client to testify and tell their side of the story. And then the second side of it is the prosecutor gets to do what's called a cross-examination. And, you know, right now in my specific job, uh, I'm a prosecutor. And that's the moment we all live for. When, yeah, going when in. Like you going in. Yeah, it's yeah. me versus you. And uh, so I've been watching that. It's, it's a great show. Plus, you know, it puts me in situations where I get to think about, all right, if I were in that situation, what type of questions would I ask? How would I handle Man. it? So that's been an awesome show. Snowfall. I've been watching Snowfall. Yes, sir. That's that's, that's it. I love Snowfall. I like <laughs> Snowfall,
2: but Snowfall definitely has its its drawbacks for sure. But oh, it, no, absolutely, it's a great absolutely. show because like Homeboy's uh Franklin's accent toward the last couple seasons started end, breaking apart. Yeah, let me handle it like I handle everything else. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he
0: slapped. His, then when he slapped his dad down. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it kind of got but I mean at the end of the day I had heard about it but brother yeah. when I, like I said when I started working from home was able to binge watch some of that stuff Right. I, I was like man I, I that goes toe to toe with power
1: if you ask me sure no 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 and and uh, another show I'm watching is a show on HBO called Black Lady Sketch Show
2: what? Yeah, black Ladies sketch show is nice. yo. yo Marcus, you never heard of Black Ladies Catch show. I got uh, go, uh, go It is that.
1: funny, dog. Like, yo, them it's sisters. Great. Them sisters they are funny as hell. It's good. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's straight kick, check man. It out. So, check so yeah, it. those those are the things I'm watching when I actually do get time to uh sit down and watch TV. And of course, I'm on my anime strong, you know, Naruto, I'm going back through that. Uh, me and Aaliyah, we looking forward to watching the Demon Slayer movie. And uh this, is this other anime I watch called Kokoro's Basketball, where instead of it being about, you know, uh, Kamehameha's and fireballs, it's basically some high school kids playing basketball, and uh, they just kind of going through the motions of becoming better players, and each people has these special abilities that make them, that make them, like, really good basketball players. And you can tell yeah. the characters are based off of certain NBA superstars right now. So uh-huh. those are things I'm watching, man. What about you, guys? That ball? sounds
2: dope. Man, so... I just finished uh, Sweet Tooth, which just came out like last week no, on uh, Netflix. Yeah, Yo, it was pretty good. It was pretty right. good, man. Like, so for those of you out there that haven't heard of Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth is a movie about these, I mean, not a movie, a series about, a Netflix series about these these kids that are, well, first, it puts us in a feeling of what we're in now. There's a pandemic that is killing people, but it's been going on for like 10 years scary hopefully not reality uh (laughs) but at the same time this pandemic started there was also these the arrival of these hybrid children so half human half animal so like the lead of the show is half human half deer then there's a young lady that's half human half pig and it kind of goes like that and they varied they they there are various degrees of um of being human, right? So some of them can talk. Some of them can speak. Uh, some of them just vocalize. Um, and some of them look like animals, like just straight up look like this one cat's like just a straight beaver. But the beaver can talk. Like it's weird. But <laughs> but nah, it's, it's really, yeah, it's crazy. But it's dope, though. I mean, I, I don't want to give too much away, because like I said, it just came out. Uh, so I don't know how many people out there have seen it. It's worth watching, for sure. Like as a father, like there's some really cute things, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't watch it with your kids though, but it's dope. Uh <laughs> it's just it just might be a little heavy for some kids. Like Addison's three and a half, she's not gonna watch it. Damon, he'll watch it and it'll be fine. So if the kids fall somewhere in between three and a half and seventeen, just watch the first episode first, then decide. Yes, right. Sir. Um but other than sweet tooth, man, I'm also um what is that show? I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I hate when that happens. But um, it's uh uh um, High on the Hog. High on the Hog was great. Bro, how is that?
1: I've been. That's been on my watch list.
2: High on the Hog is amazing. It's amazing. It speaks to the innovation of the African diaspora, um, predominantly African American people, and how we've made something out of nothing for our entire lives and how basically we are the base of the American culinary experience, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, how we every- basically
0: started. I was almost yeah. on that show. Our company. Oh, really? Yeah. They called, uh, if you notice on the episode where they're talking, I think the Gatlin's. Yeah. He mentions Burns barbecue. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. forgot you worked with Burns. Yeah. yeah. Burns is yeah. nice. So Burns, but my is question,
0: nice. Marcus, is do they ship? Oh yeah, we it's the whole Burns. line. You shrink rap overnight all day long.
1: Oh uh, you you gotta run that to me. Yeah, cause they go. hit us,
0: they hit us uh with that information about, you know, being on the show and yeah. and all that. But the thing that we have around there, we have some interesting characters that work at Burns. So I mean, we wouldn't even need a script, brother, to make a make a whole uh 10, 10 series episodes because <laughs> have some characters that come in with shirts off, that might have gotten fights on the way. Yeah, but that high on the hog thing was really That's yeah. really cool because it goes in depth of like just the history and how basically our culture is kind of like what they kind of stole to be pitmasters, pretty much.
2: I mean, let's not say kind of. Yeah, it is. It's the truth. Um, but I mean, not even just not even just barbecue though. Like, um, I think in the second episode they talked about um a gentleman and i forget his name i will give it to the lady so they can put it on the uh the instagram but they talked about a gentleman that basically was like the place to go for oysters yeah wow, now man. if you sit down and talk to 100 black folks right now 79 80 of them going to be like i don't eat oysters bro yeah. i don't eat them they're slimy they's not like and i agree with them they're I'm disgusting
1: from New Orleans, bro and i don't eat oysters don't bring you know any what I'm yeah. Listen. They, yeah, that was but, that was cool when they did. But
2: that. like he had a high end restaurant where all of the the politicians and dignitaries and things like that would eat um like a high end establishment but in the basement was the underground railroad. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wild, yeah. wild. Same yeah. kind of stuff with um George Washington's chef. Like he was that dude, a lot of the um a lot of the recipes that people credit to Martha Washington are thought to be his recipes. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So yeah, High on the Hog is definitely. Well and then they, they
0: also hard. they also go into on High on the Hog and discussing like just the just the different things like like okra and how yeah. it's from Africa. It's African. Yeah. And how they brought it with them. And then they also discuss like the beans and rice. Mm-hmm. How we think yep. rice was old. And they show how all the plantations benefited yeah. from it. But that's actually something like, you know, that we brought over.
1: But it was it's yeah. real, real cool. That okay. came over it nice. on the
2: ship, too. Yeah.
1: yeah, what you, you know, what you're saying, Mark, it, it, it really resonates. Because, you know, that story has repeated itself in, in so many, in so many disciplines, and so many forms, whether art form, whether culinary traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, when you started talking about the guy who, uh, Who's basically the oyster king. That's what we're going to call him. Yeah. Or, or a Martha, that's literally
2: Martha, what they called him.
1: Yeah. Or Martha <laughs> Washington chef. There's a, there's a gentleman whose name is uh, uncle nearest. And in my adulthood, yeah. I have graduated to uh to bourbon, uh, as one of those things that I like to drink. And, um, you know, I found out just from doing research, um, this guy is the one who perfected Jack Daniels's recipe. Yeah, I read
0: mm-hmm. about it. Read about
1: him. And, yeah, and apparently, you know, his descendants they started his own brand. So I'm gonna go on and do yeah. a shameless plug. All right, if you like bourbon or you know somebody that like bourbon, go get them a bottle of Uncle Nearest 1856 recipe. Going to support that black business, but um, yeah, it's just amazing all of the things that that our ancestors, our progenitors have touched. And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, created special things and uh, made the American culture and Americana what it is today.
2: Absolutely. And actually I just looked up uh, the oyster King of New York. His name was Thomas Downing. That is his name, Thomas Downing. So yeah, the other thing that was dope about, um, about high on the hog and, you know, we'll, we'll move on to our uh, very important topic. um, Probably the most important uh, holiday of the entire year right on right every year even though they don't get the respect it deserved they need to put some respect on our day but uh we'll get to that in a second but uh no i thought it was though how they talked about basically like like marcus said the lineage of the food and how it came and i this is something when i was teaching that i always talk to my students about right like we're the same people and you can tell in our food right so Uh Earl, I know you're from New Orleans. I was born in New Orleans and spent most of my summers back and forth between Houston and New Orleans. So, you already know like all the food in New Orleans, you can look at food in Haiti, you can look at food, you know what I'm saying, in West Africa, you can even certain things in Jamaica, certain spices, the way that they spice, the way that they start certain dishes, it's oh. all the same, right? And like those are those are the ports, right? Nope. Uh, the the the, yeah. the islands yeah. in the in the Caribbean, like uh-huh. those are the ports. That's where they stop. Which you know, I love to tell people the only difference between Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, is a stop. It's a boat stop. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's it's, it's, it's a boat stop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and how many Spaniards decided to stay behind? You know, yeah. like that's <laughs> Who decided like, to move on. Who decided to date one of them? Exactly. And, exactly. Was it dating or was it? We're not well, gonna get into well, all that, we'll but see, you, see, know, a nice you know, right you know now. Yeah, for
1: another we, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, can, we'll,
2: we can't, we can't we'll give that feature
1: for, right uh, now. You know, we <laughs> can't <laughs> give one <of> these <laughs> right now. Like The first and last takeover edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll they be don't, on the they,
0: extended, the
1: extended series.
0: They don't want you know, me to you talk.
1: You know, Mark, what you said though, bro. Like, I will tell you. um, You know, I left New Orleans when I was eighteen. Went off to college, and you know, went to law school. Then finally joined the army. i've been a lot of places and nothing brings me closer to my culture to my home than when i cook um you know because of my career and because of what i do i don't probably cook as much as i as i would like to and as my wife alia would like me to but (laughs) you know when i when i when i really feel closest to home is when i'm making red beans and rice is when i'm making crawfish etouffee when i'm making gumbo. And yeah. I go back to seeing my mama working in the, in yeah. the kitchen whipping yeah. up or my auntie yeah. and my grandma or something like that. And I think that, you know, a lot of stuff, the diaspora and, and us being ADOS, Af- African descendants of slaves. It, one of the things that I think was able to break the cycle of almost taking everything we knew away from us was those culinary traditions that somehow yeah. continue yeah. to manifest themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, almost be rooted in a in its own tradition that's unique to itself here in America, because I will tell you there is just this connection that I know I want to pass down to my kids. Yeah. Even if they don't ever see New Orleans and Louisiana as home, you know, that one thing will keep them connected, even if they don't know. Yeah, So
2: Yeah, because that's that's
0: what that's why I still do stuff in my hometown to this day to give my kids that connection. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah home is home is an important concept man and i don't yeah. think as as black people we haven't been allowed to explore the the root of home right like that that ancestral home yep. um in the things that we've learned in this country as much until this current renaissance that you know has some unfortunate catalyst but it is what it is at this point you know what i'm saying like let's take full advantage of it let's let's capitalize. see you know what we're gonna go to our next topic because otherwise it's gonna be a black black power episode of family like and (laughs) as much as our wives appreciate us for this i'm sure they want us to stick to the topic so that's cool we'll do that okay okay keep the peace of course it's yeah. not a coincidence, people, that y'all are listening listening to us on the eve of again the greatest oh my God. holiday most that Father's no day. one properly. Day. Day, you know, Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So we are here to talk about millennial dads, what it's like being dads. Are we the fathers that we imagine that we would be, man? I'm listen. I'm gonna stop right there and say this. True, be told, uh, I probably had my son way too quick to even have been able to think about fully the kind of dad I wanted to be. It just happened, like. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation that I've had with my child, and uh, hopefully, that uh, that a uh, pattern is broken. But uh, <laughs> but now let me ask y'all, like, what what kind of father did y'all think y'all would be? Oh, like, did, y'all, did, y'all, did y'all even think about that? Or was it like, man, uh, I guess I'm ready. Well, in my mind, I just remember that first night
0: when, like, you know, Max came to the room, you know, at the, she's had the baby, and then they roll him in there in the little bed, and I just remember yeah, her being asleep, yeah. and I'm looking at him like, man, this is real, bro. Like, woo! Yeah. This is, and then you start to think about all those responsibilities and and promises that you want to make to them and I just vowed man yeah. that like I because in my growing up my dad was real like on his own lane and as a young kid I vowed I that as a father you know I would I would never be that way and then when you think about a city the size of Rusk I'm like bro I live in Houston and I couldn't imagine being on the other side of the city with not checking in with it and you know and yeah, Rusk, uh-huh. we, got, we got we got one one grocery store and I don't think my father really remembers. I just remember me and my sister went in, we saw his car outside and I'm like, oh, he, oh, he's in there. And the day I saw him duck and try to dodge us, I made sure, oh, I said, I will never, never be that father that won't be there, you know, for my seed because I feel it's up to me oh. to be there with him oh, and help map out their, their journey.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's yeah. no, that's real.
2: That's real. Um, <laughs> that's really real. Like
1: yeah, yeah real, real tough. Yeah. Um, for me, it's it's crazy because, you know, we had Aria. I was about, I want to say 28, 29, something like that. You know, I felt like, you know, Aria was very much planned, and um, it's weird how your profession kind of carries over into your life. And at the time, I was doing medical malpractice, and so. I had my fair share of um mm. of uh what they call bad baby cases which is probably yeah. not a political a politically correct term but you know cases where yeah there were accidents in the in the pregnancy or in the birth um and so i just remember not really caring about anything other than praying for lord you know i just i just want a healthy child you know i want my want my wife to make it through um yeah. and, you know the rest will take care of itself and, you know, I was reading, you know, some little books here and there, like, you know, what to expect, you know, as a dad, you know. And when I say reading, I mean it in the loosest sense of the word. You know, you'll pick yeah, it up, yeah. you'll read a couple. <laughs> poems, yeah, you helicopter. Yeah. You helicopter, you be Like, like yeah, all right, I'll get back have. to the shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. so uh but you know, Arya's born. <clears throat> and then there's this like there's this 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 visceral moment where I'm holding her, you know, Leah's on the uh Leah's on the bed, she's knocked yeah. out. Um Shout out to epidurals, um,
0: uh, real talk though.
1: And, um, I'm just holding Aria and Aria is so small and I'm looking at her and you know, it's almost breaking me down a little bit. And I just remember like saying, I'm always protect you. I'm always keep you safe. I'm always protect you." And then as, as Aria starts to get older, you know, my daughter's eight. Now you start to realize, and I don't know when it happened. But I started to realize in order to protect her, I gotta make her tough. You yeah, know, yeah. I I I gotta make my daughter a warrior princess. And so, you know, in that moment when I'm holding baby girl in my in my in my in my hands, and I'm like, I'm gonna always protect you. All I'm thinking are like these soft, like, you know, the 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 inner core of a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Um yeah. like thoughts. But as you know, Arya becomes three and then she becomes four and she becomes five, it's like, okay. I want you to have some grit. You know, I want you to be the type of person where, you know, if you need to change your own tire, you're going to change your own tire. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to, you're going to be able to basically, you know, walk with kings and not lose the common touch and talk with crowds and keep your virtue. And so Uh I I thought I was going to be the super soft dad, especially with Aria, where now I'm realizing that a lot of, the, the 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 stringent side of me is because I am trying to prepare my child for this world that I see as one that doesn't care. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: That's a good one. That's man. That's yeah. That <laughs> makes sense to me. I mean, for me is, I think, the only thing I remember thinking when I was younger before I had my son, because I had my son at 21. You know what I'm saying? So before I had my son, I remember thinking that. I want to parent similar to I want to be a father similar to how my mother mothered. And that means, yeah, in, in a sense of like, I want to be there to do and be whatever my child needs. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like if 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 his mother's a little tough, then I'll be the nurture. You know what I'm saying? If if you know she's too soft on him then I'll be, I'll be the firm hand, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I wanna fill whatever gaps need to be filled. Um, and I think one thing, another thing that I thought that I thought about as I got older is like, I'm successful as a parent if my son gets to be soft.
1: Yeah.
2: If my son don't have to be, if he don't feel like he has to be hard, yeah. like he, he don't feel like he has to fight cause somebody called him weird. If someone calls my son weird, you know what he says? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's not he, tripping. Yeah. Like, he's comfortable. Yeah, he's comfortable in who he is. He has his own anxieties and things that he deals with, but he's comfortable in who he is. And he's comfortable being there for other people and helping them be who they want to be. Mark, that's man. big.
1: When I tell you that's gospel, man, I was talking to my best friend. This was maybe like a year ago or something. And I don't remember what Aria or Aaron, one of them did something. And I was hollering at Nat. And uh, I talked to Nat and I'm like, "Bro, I got some privileged kids, man. They're not really built like us. And and he was like, that's a good thing though. And I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah, think about it. He's like, think about how we grew up in New Orleans, you know what I mean? Fighting and doing this and doing that. He's like, man, man, that's stupid. And yeah. and I yeah. started to realize that, you know, there is a certain level of aggression and tenacity that, you know, I'm glad that Ari and Aaron will never really experience or like, even have to Yeah. Be. yeah you know, uh, I'm sure the three of us could find ourselves in certain situations throughout our young adulthood to where it didn't even phase us, but I'm kind of proud of the fact that if my kids maybe found themselves in a similar type of situation, they wouldn't even know how to respond, which yeah. they yeah. Tell me yeah. that more than likely, they won't find themselves in that situation, because they won't be in that Man, world that crowd.
2: It's um, crazy, like, Vernique and I talk about, like, all these, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we talk about all these no? like, mass shootings and things like that, and like, the fact that I know what my response should be, not because I was in the military, because I wasn't, Uh because I grew up in the hood. Like, (laughs) so you you hear a shot, you hear a shot, you hit the floor, you figure out where it's coming from, you run in the opposite direction, but not straight. You know what I'm saying? I know that from playing basketball. I know that from going to football games. I know that from from getting in fights. I don't know that from military training. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like peace. paying attention
1: to your surroundings. You get into a new, you go to a new place in a crowd. Your head is on a swivel. You already exits. You already know where stuff is. Body language, everything. Right. And then I see my kids, you know, my kids, they just look at the world as like, you know, their playground, a place for them to experience Mm. and a place for them to just be in awe of, you know, whereas I look at the world still as a place where it's like, you know what, this could go wrong. This could Uh go wrong. And this could go wrong. So no man, that's that's don't awesome. trust
2: that person. Don't trust this
1: person. Not because so, of how they look, so, so, but so, how they're so, moving. Like <laughs> so. With that being said, with so that being said, how
0: do you feel that you parent differently, or like you know your your parents?
2: I'm here. Like I think that's a big one. Like I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like my pops did when I was nine years old. Yeah. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here, and I'm not passive. Like. Yeah. It's not me sitting on the couch with a beer, and my wife doing everything. You know what I'm saying? Like that's real. That's you know, um, I parent very, but I still parent very differently than my mom did. But that's because of privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like it's two of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Privilege,
2: access, time, like all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's no. But I will say, like, the big part is for us is like. I think when it comes down to like religion, um, we're not we're not very religious, right. born and raised in the church, but we're not very religious. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 talk to God every day, every day. Yeah. But our relationship with God is is our own. It's not like my mom. Like we're going to be in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So like that's a really big difference in in how we raise the kids because when we think about why we're doing things, why we're kind, why we're thoughtful, it doesn't tie back to religion. It ties back to love. Like we love people. We want to be here for people and serve people because they are people and they deserve that, right? Like, so it's, which still fall into, you know, Christian principles. Right. Um or religious principles because truth be told, a lot of religions follow kind of the same thing, yeah, but you just like like, like spoken in said different ways. ways. You have your own
0: relationship.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, you know, that's a big difference because my mom was, whoa. Right. First right. time my brother talked about some crystals, she was like, oh, so you worship the devil now, huh? Like. <laughs>
1: My mama sound like my mama, bro. My
2: mama, my mama, see Verdeek burning sage, dog. The whole world is going to shatter. Like, it's, <laughs> she is going to be like, oh, my Jesus, help him. Help, like, it's like.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I swear, man, I, 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 that's probably the only thing that stayed consistent about my mama since I've had kids and since she's become a grandmother is probably her, her very tight hold. On you know her very black New Orleanian Catholicism, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is the one thing because when it comes to my 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 children, I tell you, I look at my mama sometimes and I'm like, who are you? Like, yeah. like what? You know, they have opinions because I couldn't have one, bro. Um, tell me about it. But but when it come to when it come to Jesus, praise His name. nuh-uh. no, 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 it ain't nothing but. And I mean, you know, I respect that. I mean, I'm Catholic, but uh, yeah. you know, I will tell you, um. I do parent differently in some ways from my father and in other ways I do operate the same. Uh similar situation to you, Mark. You know, um mother and father divorced when I was about nine. And you know, my daddy, he he left, went to California, came a distance dad, and obviously we didn't have FaceTime, Zoom and all of that stuff back yeah, then. Yeah. Uh so you see, you know, see, yeah. Yeah, you know what it is. So like the cards yeah. and everything wasn't coming in and rolling and you yeah. know, life just happened but yeah. yeah i think presence is big i'm here uh you know my 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 kids they can't imagine what it's like to not have a present dad so i think that that's one way that i'm i'm parenting differently um yeah. and in ways that i'm parenting the same you know my dad he uh he, he taught left he taught lessons in the form of sports he was he was an athlete he was a three sport athlete Played uh played college basketball and um a lot of a lot of life lessons were were taught in sports and he was always like, Look, you ain't gotta go pro, but you're gonna learn some lessons yeah. that carry yeah. over yeah. in any aspect of life. Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of I've been trying to introduce um resiliency and perseverance in the form of sports to both of my kids. And I'm actually having fun doing that. Yeah. And as far as my mom, man, I parent the same as my mom. You know, my mom is probably the embodiment of sacrifice for your children. And I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm trying to do that. At least I'm, I'm trying to do it the way Francis did it. Shout out, mama. Love you. But, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, so trying. But you know what the crazy thing is, man? Kids don't come with instruction books. So being a millennial parent, <laughs> yeah. being a millennial parent, you know, uh, my kids have opinions. Um, yeah you know i encourage them to speak up uh i encourage them to think critically i try to minimize the don't ask questions just do as yeah. i say yeah um you know so there there are there are lots of techniques that my wife shares with me sometimes and she makes uh, me mm. that, man. All right. hey but, er, hey i mean but, talk, when you talk about
0: speak up that we i had to get a lot of techniques with that too because like you know in my household what my what my papa said you know we didn't like if i it, the sky could be gray and he says gray and if i said red grown folks is talking right and so like, <laughs> like so like with my son we have this thing you know it started like some years ago let him speak let him have a voice right. and you know i'm telling i'm telling crystal like babe that's my son and i know him through and through eventually he's going to take that let's have a voice and run with it so like now what he'll do to me is like, say if it's me and him and and I had to catch myself. So she calls, like she'll call me and ask me to do it. An and I'm like, man, man, I can't believe this. We do not need this. We get home later and she'll say, did you bring it? He'll say, mom, we really don't need this. And I'm like, bruh, like bruh, like no, no, no why because like in know, slow motion I, you see that boy
2: getting hit in the face
0: exactly because i know who i am and i know my personality and so we've had to i've had to put those same techniques in because i know he'll take that let me speak and then he'll speak at the wrong time in the wrong yeah. way yeah
2: right it's okay that boy gonna have him anime moments Earl, know what i'm talking about when they be like oh oh no I
1: probably shouldn't have said that. Right? Yeah, man. That's my daughter already, man. My daughter is already a walking cartoon. Oh, we know
2: about Aria. Yeah, Aria knows her life. <laughs> you
1: know, the other day in basketball practice, Aria doing two on two basketball. I'm coaching. And she uh she she is probably the most technically skilled kid on the team because Arya been playing since she was four. And mm-hmm. so is a little bit ahead of them, but you know, again right or wrong, Mark, you know, our, uh, my daughter don't really have that tenacity that I had growing up. And yeah, so, that dog, we call that dog. Right. And so, like, yeah. she's playing with her teammate, and she's like, Michael, just pass. And by broadcasting it, the, the defender just goes up and said, I'm going to stand in front of Michael, and I'm going to take these guns. Absolutely. Like, she doesn't understand. And she's like, oh, I threw it to the wrong person. And I'm like, aria come here like you ain't gotta broadcast all of that so yeah i know what it's like when you are a walking living anime character that is my daughter i that's love her she's amazing but she is hilarious
2: michael just though no, that's you should be open. Still... i was I, like i visualized that in a very anime way like huh, just pass michael like
1: right right absolutely but you know what I'm i'm hunting the good stuff because i know once she figured this whole competition thing out, my daughter going to be animating it. She going to be narrating in another way. I snatched your ankles. I you got know, you <laughs> from here. Yo,
2: you know how amazing that would be? That that would be like the best thing. Hand now down, hand crossover. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hand down, I'm man down. You know, yeah. so it's, it's,
2: it's going to get there.
1: It's going to get there. It's going to get there. But, um, oh my goodness. Now that we now that we on that, let's 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 talk about you know some of the things that we are trying to instill in our children. And you know, my apologies, Aaliyah. I know you're gonna be mad at me because I kind of talked about it earlier when I was talking about grit and resiliency. But what about y'all? I mean, what are some of the characteristics that y'all are y'all are hunting after to really make sure that your children, the next generation, walks away with?
0: Well, just to start, man. I mean, I basically want my kids because you know, coming from a small town, everything was so close knit where people felt there was only one way to success. You go through school, you you get in college, you know, you're supposed to follow that step process. Yeah. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, I, I basically always tell them and let them watch me all the time when I do certain things with my business and with, you know, different um, things that come on my plate that, you know, take a risk. You know, and and like, if you fail at something, fall forward. You fall forward and go on to the next thing rather than you know, cause you you it's kind of like that first day of two days, you know, in football. I don't care if you were the top recruit for your school or the last. You still gonna have those inner thoughts and doubts that says, "Should I try this? Yeah. Should I do this? Should I do that?" And I just want them to be able, you know, take it on, experience life rather than living that cocoon and and you know, cut your opportunities off and your lanes that you could have went because you were scared to try it and just you know yeah. this. And then attach yourself to individuals that are going in the same positive direction that you're going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I feel I feel this, that same way about about you know trying something new and and kind of be going after something that you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because when we we're younger, man, like we're all we're an artsy family, right? My brother been writing since he was a kid. My oldest brother, he wrote. He was a rapper. But he also painted and he drew and all that. I started drawing when I was eleven. All I've ever wanted to be was an artist. There was a while where I thought I wanted to be a basketball player, uh, but once my meniscus said no, I said no, so that's fine. Uh, But (laughs) but no, like I want to tell, I want my kids to understand, like one, be passionate and follow that passion, follow it doggedly. You know what I'm saying? Like the Marcellus family which is arguably one of the greatest, most successful families in jazz, just in turn, I'm not necessarily saying they're the best musicians, but they're the best at being a success in the world of jazz. And I'm talking about from playing in the clubs and on Frenchmen to, <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying, playing Carnegie Hall, like top to bottom, that's them. You know what I'm saying? Scoring movies, the whole nine. Yeah. Um, But their father told them, they don't have a fallback plan because yeah. if you have a fallback plan you're going to fall back mm-hmm. now the only thing i'm adding to that is pivot don't fall back but pivot yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah don't don't have a fallback plan but think about how you can how you can change the trajectory of your plans and keep moving forward right. you know what i'm saying like so for me as an artist which I'm excited that I get to say that every single day, you know what I'm saying, which it ain't an easy road, but at the same time, it's worthwhile. Um, But it's like, okay, cool. If the work's not selling right now, teach a class. If that's not happening, go take some pictures for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a way to make money artistically. There's always a way to make money doing whatever it is that you want to do. Aside from that, um, you know, I also want my kids to be comfortable in themselves. Like, just be comfortable in who you are, and do your thing, and know that your daddy and your mama always got your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Vernique joke because, you know, Chris Rock always said his his job as a father was to keep his daughter off the pole. That's not my job. My job is. Marcus is laughing because he already know I'm stupid, but my job is, if you decide to get on that pole, do it. Under your own behest, don't let nobody else put you on that pole. You know <laughs> if that's what you decide to do, do it for you. Keep that money in your pocket. Play it you know, play play like, it. Make the money to they, let the money make you. Hello. No, nah, but it's just <laughs> like, you know, we we always want to stifle our children. And we we may not see it as stifling, but we want to steer our children in the way that we think they should go. But they're people, they're individuals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want their dreams to be my dreams. Right. Yeah. My dreams for them are their dreams. Like whatever you want to do, I want you to do that. And I got you. And we're going to figure it out one way or another. If that's what you want to do, if my daughter or my son want to be on the pole, guess what? I'm going to find the best strip club. I'm going to find it. But so you're going to be the marketing manager. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. I run their Instagram. I'm just oh, playing. I don't man. want to see that shit. I'm I'm sorry, ladies. I'm, I don't want to see that stuff. You
1: know, from water that, that one. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know? I mean, <laughs> um it's like we want to. We want to. I know my mother. She really worked hard on saving me from the world. Which, you know, yeah. for all intents and purposes, the world was in Orleans. And I think the the approach that I'm trying to take, and and I'm gonna go on and go out on a limb and say, me and Aaliyah are trying to take is instead of trying to save Aaron and Aria from the world, we're just trying to prepare them for the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, yeah. so, and you know, along those same lines, as long as my daughter owns whatever it is, I'm good with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as it's not some boy talking my daughter into making some decisions that she didn't want to openly make by herself and then stand by him and live by him. I'm good with it. You know, yep. as long as, you know, my son is not influenced by the wrong crowd or he's out there just reacting to life versus living life and um, reacting to the things that happen. I'm good with it. You know, and I, and I, I live by. You know, a mantra that my coach from Saint Aug he used to tell me all the time. Coach, Coach uh, Tyrone Payne. Uh, Saint Yeah, he used to say uh, it takes a cool head to win a hot game. So, yes, sir. I, heard I just that. want my, uh, I just want my kids to, you know, keep a cool head because life is gonna put them on their backside. You know, life is yeah. gonna <laughs> throw them
0: some curveballs. Make, curve you, make ball you adjust the game. the
1: game. Make you adjust. Yeah, right. And you know, I think the people who, who succeed at the end of the day are the ones who. Keep a cool head, and they find out what their next move is. Whatever it is, yeah. yeah. I, I never envisioned yeah. growing up and being a soldier. You know, um, by no means. But it take a cool head to win a hot game. And yeah. I will tell you, I'm much happy. I'm much happier practicing law in the army than I was practicing a law, practicing law in Houston. And yeah. Yeah. you know, but if you're not open minded and you're not prepared for the world, I think that's when people panic. That's when people give up. And that's when mm-hmm. life gets the better of them instead of them getting the better of life. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I think I'll add one more thing, man. I, I want I want my kids to always have a positive attitude. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's that's that that speaks to what you're saying about, you know, you know, cool head wins hot games. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta you gotta smile in the face of all of it. There's so much that's gonna be thrown at you. Yep, so nothing. much is going to be thrown at you, but and and sometimes we get in that mode where we feel like there's not a way out, right? And that's when in the hood, that's when people panic and make stupid decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I got laid off. Let me pick up this tool and go 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 get this money from this store real quick, like it's an yeah. ATM. Well, uh, it's I mean. it's
0: kind of like like th- Earl was saying is he doesn't want any boy or anybody to walk walk you in that de- that decision. And I feel Mm -hmm. the same way. Like if, if Max, if you Max, Maddie or or Maverick, if y'all fall, okay. It's a decision you made. Now let's get back up. Now you got somebody walk you into it. And now who's got to, who's got to play the piper on that one.
2: There you
0: go.
2: That's it. Like (laughs) real talk. Well, I think this is a perfect follow-up question to that. Um, Is there anything that y'all would change um, that you've done so far in your journey on parenthood? I know, for myself, I think the only thing that I would change is being able to afford my son the same lifestyle when he was Addison's age as Addison's enjoying.
1: Mm.
2: At twenty one, I'm you know I'm working in a mail room at KBR. You know what I'm saying? Like I, for what ten dollars an hour or something like that? Like you know, what like, you know, that's a that's a you know. Consistent daycare, I couldn't afford. It was a lot of things that I couldn't afford. And if I, you know, a very popular thing for for young men is to go out and get a CDL and be on that road. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to be away from him Missing that, that long. Missing that exactly, time. exactly. And it's like, of course, I know what it's for, but at the same time, you miss out on a bunch of firsts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And they may not know, but you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that also goes to a whole other thing about, you know, with with lesser education, men are not able to get nearly as good a job as women without sweating in a box and damn near dying to make the same amount of money.
1: <laughs> but that's a whole
2: other topic. See, that's, that's, that's a whole, kinda, other, that's topic, a whole like, other thing. Man, that, <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of like
1: a takeover is getting longer. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> exactly. Hey. You are going have a spin exactly. out but my you thing is, I mean, you know, I've
0: had that conversation with many of my friends back home in East Texas because, you know, they're up to going to Midland in the oil field two weeks bro. on, two weeks off. And, and like, I was like, bro, that time you don't get back. And I can remember, like, when I first started, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, brother, you working every day, 24 hours, you're jumping on something. And I can remember, like, when we first had Max, you know, I had sports leagues, I was coaching. I would leave the house at 6 a.m., get home at 11 p.m., you know, on the grind. Did that Did that for woo, 14 years. And it's funny how once the pandemic happened, I mean, bro, it taught me a lot where you don't even need that. You don't even yeah. need that little extra because is it worth missing that baseball game or missing that moment? Because, like, until the pandemic, bro, I had never been home in the evening. When I say yeah. never been home, like that five to eight, going through homework. (laughs) bro. that was like boot camp when I got, when I got (laughs) home and I was like, so you do this every evening. I mean, it gave me a a big respect for her, but like, as I got older in the entrepreneur game, I learned that like, nah, that's not even worth me. Not even put my hands on, but you know, when you're younger, you're thinking that you have to have your hands on everything to come across the plate and you're running yourself ragged and you're like, bro, I'm missing everything. And that'd probably be the one Mm -hmm. thing I would change because like now I'm at the point where I just sit back and move pieces to the puzzle rather than, you know, trying to be the whole
2: puzzle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, for me, um, it's bittersweet. You know, the one thing I would change is probably, you know, that first year and a half of Aria's life and that first year and a half of Aria's, I mean, of Aaliyah's parenthood was pretty rough on both of them, more so than on Aaliyah because, you know, she was finishing up residency in Houston at the time I was at Fort in Georgia, I was very ambitious about, you know, being in the army and being an army officer. And so, you know, I went to a lot of schools, went to some combat schools that really kept me away, kept me away from the house. And then, you know, Aaliyah gets there after she finishes residency, I'm a prosecutor. So I'm I'm working ridiculous hours and I'm a junior prosecutor. So I'm actually the ones doing all the- Oh case. yeah, and, all the hours. Right, and so- <laughs> they're there for a year. Then we moved to North Carolina and within three months of getting to North Carolina, I immediately go to Iraq. Um, wow. and, uh, you know, it's bittersweet because I grew so much as a human being when I went to Iraq. Um, yeah. I learned an appreciation for life that I really didn't have, which is ironic, you know, growing up with yeah. mark, but um, <laughs> yeah, It was just a different appreciation, seeing how people live with less, and you know all of that. And I remember just being so excited when I had the opportunity to go to Iraq. And if if I could change anything, I probably just would have been more humble about it, understanding what I was sacrificing as Mm. far as being around my daughter, and also essentially, you know, leaving Aaliyah to her own devices to figure out that first crucial year and a half of parenthood so i say change i say change very reluctantly cuz again i grew so much as a person but yeah if i could have that time back yeah yeah i would i would definitely get that time back
2: yeah no i mean that that makes perfect sense cuz you know that's kind of the difficulty of 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 parenthood and and still striving right cuz like currently i'm going to be going in in the fall i'm going back to school for my mfa in painting and it's like, dude, like it's going to be a lot of fun, um, but it's also going to be a lot of work. And I know, you know, I, Vernique and I have been putting Addison to bed together just about every night since she was born. Right. Like there haven't been too many nights that we've missed consecutively putting her to sleep together. You know what I'm saying? Like, And this is Monday through Sunday. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? brush her teeth, let her use the bathroom, give a bath, all that. Bring in the room, read to her, routine, pray, routine. put a bed. Yeah. yeah. Since she was like three months. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't even know what's going on. We've been mm-hmm. doing it. But I know starting this journey, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I know that I'm gonna have to do a residency um at some point or a fellowship at some point. It's just a part of what you do in school. You go to another city or another country and you Hang out with it because it, it, it seems so frivolous to a lot of people because as artists, an important part is living life with other people right. experiencing things. Right. So, you know, I could very well be on the other side of the world, you know, what I'm saying having drinks with people. But this is a part of what I do as an artist. Like It's it's the craziest thing. And it's like, yo, so I'm going to be having a good time away from my children and my wife.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's 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 a deep one right there. Like
2: it's. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's tough because I know that it's work. Everything that I experience yeah. as a human being goes into the work that I make. Every person that I talk to influences what I do, nope. right? But at the same time, I have this thing in the back of my mind that I always say that I kind of laugh at. Like, I am i can't stress out over it too much. I ain't a gun, there's no gun involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't life or death, like. Yeah, yeah. But even, even more than that, like, it's kind of trivial. Like, I color. I paint. I, like, <laughs> not to trivialize what I do, because I do think that, that there are definitely aspects of it that are important. But missing out on my children's life for, you know, making art is kind of like, I just like, don't know it. Like,
1: I was about to say, though, Mark, like, you can do what I do, yeah, but I can't do what you do because uh, I'm out there <laughs> making stick figures. And-
2: hey, man, Somebody just sold an invisible statue for $18,000, bro. Invisible statue? For real?
1: Man, I'm going to Hobby Lobby tomorrow, getting me some pencils. Let's you go. don't have
2: to. It's invisible. It's nothing. It's, a liter- it's called an immaterial sculpture. Immaterial. There's nothing there. Wow. Sold it for 18000 There about was a dude 18, two, two or three years ago that sold a banana taped to a wall for $275,000.
1: Right, you better watch out, Elon. I'm about to build the world's first <laughs> <available> <laughs> electric car. There you go. That's <sighs> all you know know what I'm saying. Mean, like,
2: man. So when I see things like that, I really be like, bro, come on. I know what I do is more important than that. But yeah. then again, is it? like It's still you pushing can, you, the envelope. You can, find, you can find some way to make something happen. Listen, that's a whole again. That so I have an art podcast that should be coming back this year sometime, and I will definitely be talking about that because boys is out here gaming the system, and it's crazy. So, but not like you know, eating, drinking with people, spending time with people, traveling—like that's all part of the gig. That's part of what I do, right? I just entered a, <laughs> I just entered a uh, an international juried show. um, called the uh, Jonathan Ferreira No Dead Artist Show. Jonathan Ferreira is a gallery in New Orleans. And I'm like, yo, my, my work gets accepted into this show. We driving out to New Orleans to go drop off to work. Naturally. And it it's a business trip, but absolutely, I'm gonna find myself at the, the normal stops that I make from my cousin's house to a couple nights on Frenchman I'm gonna go to Dante's Uptown by Loyola, cause So, so anyway. for all those listening,
1: that's the, that's the second time. That's the second time, Mark. All right. So let's 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 let y'all in on a little secret, all right? Locals, no, don't no,
2: don't tell them. them. We don't want them to know.
1: Locals we don't, don't know. go to Bourbon. If you really want to experience New Orleans and all of its, you want to hear live music. You want to get good drinks. You want to go to places where you're gonna have a good time. Skip Bourbon Street and go to Frenchman
2: with no static. You heard it from us. No, and you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and so, go ahead, Cafe more. I need the beignets.
0: So, springboarding, yeah. springboarding to the next one is yeah, what do y'all feel? Is funny. Some of the funniest or most embarrassing dad moments that you've had. I'll hit mine at the end. Mine's a, a pretty good one. almost with across oh. the world on Facebook was live. So, I think a pretty good one today. Go ahead, Earl, go ahead. Yeah, I
1: think, you know, uh, I got one embarrassed one recently, and a funny one as well. Um And it's, it's it's primacy and recency. Aaron is our youngest, and so I can probably just pick out two of his. So, you know, as y'all know, Aaliyah's in the army too, and at, at various times in our careers, both of us has had to be the parent to hold down the the children while the other one was working. And so Aaliyah was gone; she was working and. I had a job where I was in command at the time and we had to do a run. We had to we had to do a run and as a commander, I had to run at the front of the formation with all the troops behind us and didn't have a childcare situation um, taken care of at that point. And so I had a choice, right? Not be there for the run or be there for the run with my, I think barely two year old. So I put the Bjorn on, I put the Bjorn on and uh thankfully, you know, my boss, he was, he was very gracious. He was like, yeah, no problem, whatever. Make sure you don't drop him. And Please. We, we, are, <laughs> we are running through the streets of Charlottesville, Virginia, with about a hundred army officers behind me. And um, I got Aaron strapped to a, br- a baby Bjorn. Um, and dedication. You know, <laughs> dedication. Yeah, I felt, I felt pretty silly, but it, it was, it was done. It was fun. You know, some, some people were laughing uh, in a good way. And so that's probably one of my funniest moments. And I think the most embarrassing moment is uh, one day I took Aaron to daycare. And, you know, he was fresh. He had his little jeans on, had his shirt on. He had a nice little, you know, uh, frohawk. And pull up to the daycare and everybody like, oh, you're so cute, Aaron. You're so handsome. And then, you know, it's that one black auntie. You know his shoes on wrong, right? And I couldn't play it off like the three-year-old put his own shoe on. Yeah. But it's either him or me at that point. And I chose violence. So I was like, man, Aaron, you put your shoe on the wrong feet, bro."
2: Daddy, you did that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and the lady just gave me the look, you know, she, she gave me the smirk and she just gave me the look. And I knew what that look was. Everybody that seen that look when they kind of sucked their teeth a little bit and you know they know, like, you know, damn well yeah. that boy ain't put his shoes on, you did. <laughs> you and, I fixed did that. and I walked out with my head high But I wasn't taking that L. I blamed it on my son.
2: That's hilarious. Man, there's been so many funny moments, especially with this young one, man. Like, I mean, I think, well, Damon's definitely had some, and some scary ones, too. Like, just, oh, my God, these children are ridiculous. But now today, actually, uh, I tell Addison, you know, since like everybody else's kids, they're back in in in-person school, our deal with ourselves and with the kids is like, when you go to school, that's fine. We're going to figure this out. But every day you come home, you go going right in that tub once we get to the house. You know what I'm saying? Even the 17 year old, once you get home, take a shower before you do anything. Don't touch nothing. Don't sit down. Don't do Just take a shower first. Yeah. I tell Addison, I'm like, yo, time to go to the ba- Time to go use the potty and get in the bathtub. Okay, daddy. Man, she takes off running ahead of me, goes in the bathroom. I go in the bathroom, man. Ain't no water in the tub, and then she's just leaned over her feet, hanging up out of the tub, and she's trying to reach something. And I'm like, Addison, get out. Bro, she goes head first into the tub and just <laughs> sound like somebody dropped a sack of potatoes in the Every <laughs> <laughs> blue? was just like. Bless her heart. Addison, you know you're not supposed to get in the tub by yourself. And I'm like, she, she wasn't really trying to get in yeah, she, just she just happened to end in there. Yeah, she was just
0: leaking for something.
2: But also, and I know Vernique told this story on the show the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, because this girl, Addison, man, she's in the room and she's doing something. And we're trying to convince her to, to listen. And we tell her something like, um, oh, we're trying to get her to put some socks on. She likes to wear socks a bit. So I'm like, put these socks on. You know, these are fairy socks. We just finished reading a book about fairies. Put your fairy socks on. Those aren't fairy socks. Addison, yes, they are. They are fairy socks. I don't trust you guys. What? You don't, tr- you don't trust us? What do you mean? What do you mean you don't trust us? Yeah. Like, it was, it was hilarious. In now, I will say in the mode of embarrassing, though, and it's oh, God, I go up to the school to pick the girl up, get out of class and I'm walking to the car. I get her to the car and realize I didn't put a car seat back in my car.
1: Oh,
2: boy. You know how pissed that little girl was. You know how pissed she was. You know how stupid I look carrying her back in the school. Now, luckily, the school is only like seven minutes away from the house. But i gotta walk her back in it into school like hey hold this for me what? i gotta go get a car seat we the car seat <laughs> yeah. and she was old enough to talk like daddy don't need me don't need me yeah. like just scream and i just like you were I felt trading so her back, like trading so her back in or something bro it was terrible but hilarious and i felt like a terrible dad Yeah. So, man
1: i know you out there trying to make a play
2: hey i was I thought about just buckling in the back seat, but I was like, this would be the time I get in the car accident. Yep. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, or, or she would have dined you out because I already did that a couple times where I like, oh, dad didn't buckle my seatbelt all day. Exactly. Oh, I was in the front seat with dad. And I'm like, yeah, we literally went to the mailbox and back. Like, yeah. 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 And,
0: then, and that's usually that's usually when you get that conversation where it's pillow talk.
1: Right. So exactly. He,
0: he, he mentioned yeah. that, that you didn't have the seat when you picked him up. And I'm like, well, I mean, I strapped him in. You know, right?
2: I buckled them twice, I wrapped it around yeah. them. but when
0: <laughs> you talk about, when you talk about funniest and most embarrassing moments, I don't know. Like when the pandemic started, you know how every day Crystal and I would go live and we called it Carter Can Academy.
1: First of all, Marcus, I don't know if anything tops that story you talked about, Mav, earlier. I'm just saying, nah, yeah, I mean, nah, 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 I got, you got
0: one, one I got you one. got one bigger than that. Okay, okay, Explosion okay.
1: number nine.
0: So, so, you know how. <laughs> So you know how we were going live every day, like, you know, riding bikes with the kids. And, yeah. you know, the first couple of weeks, I'm riding my neighbor's bike. And yeah. you know how bikes, you couldn't find a bike anywhere once the pandemic hit. Like six, so seven, Crystal months. has me all on Marketplace. She's finding these bikes. So she finds me what I call the lemon. So yeah. I'm on the bike. And you know how that wheel starts starts rubbing the uh, inner yeah. part of like, the bike? So I'm live, guys. And I'm like Carter Can Academy, 830 on a bike ride, me and the kids. And I'm viewing them on the side, you know, on the opposite road from me. And I said, look at them go, look at them go. And you hear a squeak noise. Brother, the whole front tire comes off in front of the kids. The bike is going down, but I still had a little athleticism in me because I, I did like a hurdle act, and the bike just goes into the wall. I'm on Facebook Live. You hear the kids run up. Dad, dad, oh my God, are you okay? The bike nearly hits the car because I'm on the sidewalk next to the street. And so the whole wheel Mm. comes off and like, you know, literally the camera goes all up. The phone is still in my hand. And you know how you can see who's on your live, you know, who's watching? Yep. So it's my mom. My mom, she calls and said, are you okay? Did you fall? Because like the way that the phone went down, it looked like as though the car, like I ran on top of the car so wow. i'm still live the whole time and like i told you max always has an opinion so he's like dad are you okay that was very reckless what you just did i mean <laughs> i was so nervous that's why you need to wear your helmet because i i had just gotten on to them i don't wear no helmet who's wearing a, a bicycle helmet you know i had the helmet on the wheel i mean like on the handlebars but it turns out yeah. the wheel caught the helmet. And when it did it locked the wheel and the whole bike, luckily I stepped off and like kind of kept running. Yeah, that would have been bad. So Max is like, and I'm still alive and Max is talking. He's like, dad, that's the importance of wearing your helmet. You could have seriously gotten hurt. And and like the move you made was, was not right.
2: But I'm not no, knowing I'm that he
0: said this to the world on my Facebook. And so all of a sudden you see all these people commenting, you really should listen to your son. You really should listen to your son. So yeah, that's one of that's one of my uh funny yeah. embarrassing parent,
2: parent moments. Yeah, the only way that could have been worse is if you actually ran into something,
0: bro. That would like been I felt if, like you would never age, heard the end of that. At this age, if I would have fell off the bike, the way that bike was going down,
2: oh you know, yeah, you'd have been in the cast at least. You'd have <laughs> been in the
0: cast. You'd have been in the cast. In the emergency room like this.
2: Nah. If you can lift that arm, like yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but that's As, if you can live that on, man, like yeah, that's that's one of my mini moments,
2: boy. I hear doing oh. bad. So,
1: fellas, what's what's some of the best and worst Father's Day gifts that um I said Father's Days is in plural, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. America only gives us one. Even yeah. though we know every day <laughs> should be the day of fathers, but yeah, uh, that's the worst Father's Day gifts. Go, man. I felt like Bill Cosby. You know how when he had the
0: episode and he brought out the tie with a light on it.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, I usually, what's crazy is, let me, you know what? I think I got it since I'm in the closet. Gonna, oh God. Get it, get it, get
2: it. That's hilarious. What is that, bro?
1: What is that? That look like something. Bro, I thought, I think they thought I was earth, wind and fire. <laughs> that look like something, something a figure skater would wear. I'm a, I'm a channel my, aunt, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> you ain't get that from no men's department. <laughs> bro, nah.
0: this, and I mean, I mean, and also, the pants are not here, but you know how The pants match. I mean you it, it were black pants, but you oh, guys not- know my, my you know my calf muscles are huge, right? So I go to put on the pants, and you know they they I think they feel that they've gotten a great deal. You know, Crystal's excited, everybody's excited. She found these pants that she's trying to get me out of, you know, the whole baggy pants, you know, thing like you know how when you were early man, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you need to wear some of this. Sleek. And I'm like, sleek? Like, What? Have you seen my calves? And so the kids are all excited. So I get ready to, to bring the pants up. Brother, it looked like Under Armour. And I was like, uh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then they're like, can you can you buckle them? I can't get them over my calf muscles. Oh, man. Crystal got you man leggings. Man, yes. 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 yes.
2: That's so pretty that's, funny.
0: So that's one of my worst gifts.
2: For Father's Day?
0: It was one that was downhill.
2: Listen, I, I honestly, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank. But like, well, so Vernique already know I'm hard to shop for. I am. I know I am. I'm picky. Like, I pick out my own clothes, my shoes. She tra- she's tried to buy sneakers for me. But if I'm not like, look, I want these specific sneakers. You can get them here. But it's price. These are ones right there. That's what I want. She don't buy it from me. And my kids, my son, I don't know that that boy. He shows no emotion, so he don't give me nothing. Unless, unless his uh, bonus mom is like, "Hey, why don't you get your dad something?" Then he's like, "Oh, uh, okay, can you give me the money for it?" Like, he, <laughs> I just really can't. I don't, you know. So I can't. I can't really pinpoint like a good. I mean. Actually, so I love sweaters. I love sweaters. I love sweaters. It don't get nearly as cold in Houston for me to be able to wear all of my sweaters, the different varieties of sweaters I have. However, a couple years ago, they got me a beautiful shawl collar sweater. It's never cold enough outside to wear this sweater. Never. Every time I've worn it outside in Houston, I have sweat. <laughs> Literally every single time. Every single time. Every single time. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I wear it around the house when it's cold in the house, you know what I'm saying? We so wake up in the really morning, hot. AC's on like 68. eight Snowmageddon, That's when I wear it.
1: Rocking it. Snow yeah. Rocking it.
2: You know what's funny, man? Whenever it get cold like that, I forget that I have stuff that actually that I can actually like it's the dumbest thing. Hey, that's true. But that's like so true. So because of that, like the best and worst are literally the best and worst. Like it's the same ones, right? Cause she also bought me the, Vernique bought me the uh, bevel shaving system.
1: Yo, shout out. Like
2: the straight razor. Yo, it's great. The only problem is, only problem is I have sensitive skin and I'm kind of lazy sometimes. Right. So I can't shave. I'm not gonna shave my head every two or three days. Right. And if you miss that two or three day window, that's when the bump with sensitive break. skin, all this right here be bumped up like the flaming, right? on fire. I go run, my head burning. So you come out what? looking
0: like Seal. You come out looking like Seal?
2: But I will tell you if I... <laughs> Kiss from the <my> roof.
1: Nah. Now... <laughs> Still gonna see you and gonna wanna fight you, Marcus. <laughs> you know
2: Still that gonna firebomb on you, bro. He's gonna get you, bro. He <laughs> gonna get you. But nah, he, man, he like got
1: sensitive skin, Seal. We love you. I thought <laughs> your I thought your song was great in Val Kilmer's Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, Kiss from a Rose still go dumb hard. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a great song. Great song, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Seal. <laughs>
1: so, so when it comes to uh-huh. getting, you know. I, I can't really say best and worst gifts because Aaliyah always gets the best gifts in the world. That's my shameless plug because I know y'all gonna edit this later. Uh, but uh, no, nah, seriously, I think that my mama and Aaliyah probably entered in some type of deal when we got married because I can't think of like worst gifts because my mother without fail will get me the same gift for Christmas, my birthday. <laughs> and father's day and that is pajama yeah. bottoms. My mother oh, yeah. loves to get me pajama yeah. bottoms. I have every type of pajama bottoms there is and on special <laughs> occasions, I think odd number of years, she also gives me house shoes. So, with that being said, I think she sets Aaliyah up for success so that Aaliyah can go get me something different. And I'm already like, oh, wow, these aren't pajamas. And mama, I love you. And I love all of your pajamas because during Snowmageddon this year in Texas, I was able to like layer up with all of those pajamas. So thank you. Keep the pajamas coming. Um, there you go. But uh, yeah, you know, Aaliyah, she usually always comes with creative gifts, Um, maybe not conventional gifts, but none of them have been bad. Yeah. They haven't been pajamas.
2: So they're great. There you go. There you go. And that's it, you know what I'm saying. So, what do y'all think the gifts are that dads really want?
1: Oh, I can't generalize and speak for dads, I'm gonna speak for me. Yeah, I'm a sneak ahead, <laughs> and, and I think Thanks. I think Aaliyah, I think Aaliyah, um, she she knows the, the things that I like as far as that. So, hell, you know, if you cop me some kicks, I'd appreciate it.
2: You know what I'm <laughs> A little something, you know.
1: Oh, good. I mean, like with me,
0: speaking for me, it's what's crazy. The older I got, really, is just peace and quiet, man. Something uh, simple, uh, something simple like, hey, just let's just kick back with the kids because it's so crazy. Like we'll have Father's Day, and I'll go rent a big water slide to play on with the kids just to see their faces.
2: Yeah, see that, and that's why Father's Day is the greatest holiday because oh, you gosh. know fathers are still fathering.
0: They need to sign it. They need to sign it like they signed that bill today. We we need a holiday.
2: Need a holiday. <laughs> man, I think so. Speaking generally to dads and, and to all those families out there, listen, man. Dads do want whatever it is that you're getting them, right? Like dads, some dads want power tools. Some dads want ties. Some dads want sneakers. Some dads want to be left the hell alone. Some dads want to spend time with everybody. But the thing to remember is you need to know your damn daddy. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, straight up, you need to know your dad. Like, and you also need to know those things that they actually want because you might decide to get your father that wants some power tools a power tool, but getting him an electric slicer is not a power tool.
0: Well, because he, well, he might think you're trying to throw shade, you know, like I got you this power tool because I, I need you to fix some stuff around the house.
2: That too. It's akin to giving a mother a vacuum cleaner for Mother's Day. How would you feel? Yeah. Think about that. Listen, I bought you a new stove, <laughs> I bought you a dishwasher.
1: Yeah. It's like, how about this? Pretty how sexist this? gifts. Like, <laughs> so true. So true. This Father's Day America, let's not make dad feign happiness and pleasure with your gift. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I think you we'll would be yeah. better right. off. I think men men are like so pragmatic and, and I, I try not to generalize, but I actually won't be bothered if you just be like, hey, I was thinking about getting you this. Would you want that? And you could probably be like, no, nah, not that. I ain't feeling that.
2: I, I, I don't need the surprise. If you want yeah, to get yeah. me something, tell me what you think about getting me. Yeah. Right. Ask me well, what I want. Because
0: well, you would better you would rather her throw that out there at you. To when she op- when you open it in front of her, and she's like, You don't like it. Yeah. And you're like, Yes, I do. You don't like it. I could tell by you when you looked at it, you didn't say anything. Plus, it's over there in the corner.
1: And on but top you know, of that, and on top of that, you're gonna maintain, you're gonna stand your ground and say, Yes, I do, and then it's gonna be permanently burned in her head. And no, she's you gonna don't. wait until three years later when you have never worn it to be you're like part. I told you
2: you ain't like it. The yeah. messed up part about that is that. You get in trouble for not liking something they bought you. It's your fault I don't like it. You you bought me what I didn't want. Like, what are you doing? You yep. will not pick the bad gift. How you mad at me? Yeah. You messed up my day.
1: So, so I'm just about? saying, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and speak for those with a Y chromosome. Hey, just ask them. <laughs> I was thinking about this and I just wanted to know if you feeling it. And oh, hello. if you don't want the answer, you could just be like, hey, don't tell me what you want. I'll come back with another idea. Yeah, there you go. Well cuz well
0: cuz in my past and our, our history is sometimes we get me gifts that you like and randomly my Apple Watch or something winds up being yours in 8 months when you see I don't pick it up as much as you would like for me. Oh wow.
1: nah, man, your first mistake, man, community property, bro. If you got a if you got a bathrobe that ain't your bathrobe that's y'all bathrobe i was like man
2: yeah. yeah just i mean listen this is what i did we got apple watches we got apple watches i bought isn't, two of them. Isn't her. Like, <laughs> isn't her. no 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 bro you're missing
0: he had to my other half broke hers
2: oh and they yeah drove no over
0: to my side when she saw i didn't wear it as much nah i i'm i want to compensate you know I want to
2: take that. Hey, listen, I, that's—I don't know what to say for you, brother. Um, but I yeah, must I can't, say I can't for the, the record
0: and for the world that it did look beautiful on her arm. I mean, just watching her walk around with a piece of me,
1: Absolutely. you know, you
2: know—that's that's that's cute. That's cute. I talk bad to my wife; she do something like that, and she know it. We <laughs> then get my watch. You broke you know, your on, damn watch. <laughs> on, a serious,
1: on a serious note, um, I think you know even beyond Father's Day. I think um, men, dads, appreciation just goes a long way. You yeah, I mean? dude, it uh, does. A lot of, does. A lot of the stuff really that does. motivates us, um, I think, is just the ability of knowing, like, look, I am doing what I need to do to make sure that my family is good. And, and y'all
2: appreciate
1: it. Right? <laughs> and, if there is, and and whatever forms of that appreciation comes yeah. through, as long as you were putting in some type of effort to just say, look, you know, you may not be perfect, but I appreciate, you know, what you are doing. That goes a long way. Yeah, That goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, like
0: what you're saying right now, I'm like being an entrepreneur and having to be on the move all the time and missing some things. Like, like that appreciation is that one thing as you're walking away, you know, you know how it is. And you got to go do something and you really don't want to leave the family. Everybody there is so rested, talking about an event they have coming up that evening, but you got to go to work. And you tell yourself, okay, I'm doing this for us, for the kids, yeah. so we can have this lifestyle. And just a smile and saying, "How, pox say, you all appreciate it." I mean, yeah. that 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 you know that that sits a long way. It helps you through those it, rough days. It helps you through. It those- does.
2: It does. I will say though, like for me, for Father's Day, man, like I don't really, I I can never think of, especially this year, man. I can't think of anything else that I want, like. You know, we good. Everybody's healthy. The kids yeah, are good. good. You know, I don't have... My son is 17. I ain't got no... He not sneaking out the house, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you ain't sneaking out the house? Cool. He still asked me if he go to his friend's house. And wouldn't dare going without asking.
0: <laughs> hey, man, that's, that's a good one. Because, boy, some things... At
2: 17.
0: Yeah, some things you see on social media now that they can get into that's a blessing See on social
2: media you mean things i did what are well, you talking know, about know, you
0: don't want to talk about those. you don't want to talk about
2: those i'm I just mean. saying man nah like you know vernic vernic holds it down man and she's amazing um i try to tell her how amazing she is and she don't listen to me um because then even after i told her she'd still be like you don't tell me you appreciate me. I just told you like five minutes, but it's cool. But now, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she holds it down. She really does. And the kids, the kids are amazing. So I don't, I mean, I can't really, maybe some art supplies, but then she don't know what to get me. So it's like, well, if you want to give me some money, I go get it myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but not nah, like I'm, you know. I'm good. I'm just happy to spend time with my family. And I can also say that because we're taking our anniversary trip this weekend instead of last weekend. Okay. So it won't be no kids around anyway. <laughs>
0: Where y'all hit it? Where you hit it?
2: We just going to Austin, man. We just hey, going we're to Austin. Gonna we're going to
0: do some hiking. Mine away from the usual schedule, man. That's, that's always big, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of detached from
2: detached That from means Friday and Saturday you know. night, I can get drunk and not have to worry about waking up in the morning.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so, so question, do you guys have any traditions that in your family that the men
2: celebrate? My family is a family of no traditions, bro.
1: Yeah, man. We like, have none. Like, When it comes to Father's Day, you know, the men in my family, um, predominantly on my mama's side, because like I said, you know, New Orleans, that's, that's where all my mama people from. I yeah. mean, other than just saying like, you know, you know, happy Father's Day, unk. you know, appreciate, you know, what you've done for me. And then just yeah. going by and seeing them, no yeah. no traditions, like, you know, in that, in that regard, we wasn't no sitcom family.
0: Well, see, but I think, I think like that's really, if you look at it, that's pretty much the America we grew up in and where like Father's Day, like a black family, like it was like happy Father's Day, but like when it's Mother's Day. Oh yeah. It's the red. Mother's Garden. Day
2: brunch. Yeah. They're yeah. giving out yeah. roses and carnations at church.
0: Yeah, everybody all, that, yeah. all white, everybody matching, and they stopped the program. But, like, you know, Father's Day, I mean, it's come a, a long way, from I guess, because, like you said, back home, it was like, hey, happy Father's Day. Like a phone call or something, that was pretty much it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will say, though, my mother-in-law, she cook. She'll cook. She'll cook. You know what I'm But then again, they cook every Sunday. So I don't know if that's really a Father's Day thing. And it's not like they, they getting me specifically – me and my brother-in-law, it's not like they getting us, you know, the liquor we drink or what? specifically making the food we eat. Yeah, Maybe that's happened once or twice, you know what I'm saying? What my mother-in-law's made, jerk chicken on on uh, on Father's Day. But I will say they take care of me for, for, for my birthday, though, for real. Like, you know, that's, you know. But, I mean, honestly, man, like, I think collectively as Black people, we unfortunately haven't been able to get used to Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? One reason or another, and Bernique, Bernique says this all the time, man, like yes, fathers had their issues back in the day. They, they did not, they weren't, they may not have been around, they may not have been in the house, but a lot of times this country didn't make it easy for them, for their generation yeah. and the generations before them to be in the house. Um, you know, due to uh, any number of things. Right. Like, yeah. you know, their, their self-esteem is being beat down because they can't keep jobs, not because they're not good at it, but because the world doesn't want them to have a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think collectively, our community has not yet gotten <laughs> used to Father's Day the way that it's been used to Mother's Day, because mothers have always been there, always consistent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. absolutely. There's a Mother's Day brunch. Absolutely. There are roses given out. Um, at church and all these different things and, you know, special gifts for the first lady of the church on Mother's Day and things like that, right? Like, but yeah. Father's Day, man, like those who came before us unfortunately weren't always, you know, present like they should have been. So it's kind of tough to get used to something that everybody didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I, I do think, and there have been studies done on this that as <laughs> fathers are concerned in the United States, Black fathers are in the homes and present at a higher rate than, and when I say present, I mean, we're active, right? We get our kids dressed for school. We we cook, we clean, we do all these things um, that our family needs of us, in addition to going to work and d- d- doing all these other things, right? These typical dad things. Um, but we help, we help more around the house than um other nationalities that's no slight to other nationalities that's just big up in black fathers you know what i'm saying like so people are recognizing that we're doing our thing that we're being the fathers that we want to be and should be um and and and, you know we're getting recognition for it father's day still gets played to the side but (laughs) (laughs) but but we are starting to be acknowledged and i think you know as long as we're able to help the, the generations that come after us um, continue in that same way will be good, which actually makes me think of a text message I got. And I, I make this quick, but uh, one of my one of my former students text me today like, hey, Mr. Francis, I'm just updating you on my life. And he's telling me about his new job and all this stuff. Then he's like, and uh, I got a baby on the way. And he's probably 20, 20, 21. Uh and not only did the text message say I got a baby on the way, but it also said if you have any advice, because I appreciate the fact that you treated us, your students, you know, like your children away from home. And that made me feel pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like you thought to call me and ask me for or text me and ask me for some advice because I was your teacher, bro. Mm -hmm. Which shows the power of you know treating getting into training at home with your kids so that you know how to treat other people's kids. Yeah, you, know what I'm you know what I'm saying? It's a big deal.
1: You're literally extending the legacy beyond your bloodline. I mean, that's that's special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. That's, that's special. Um, You know, for me, I just, um, aside from what Ari and Aaron both go through, the, <laughs> the adult phase, I am, I think a great tradition would just be on Father's Day, be in close proximity with my children for as long as I can. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, obviously, I'm a throw. I'm a throw their young adults phase to the win, You know, between the ages of 18 and 25. Oh yeah, yeah. no, nah, you ain't and, gonna see him. Hey, I got it, but hopefully, yeah. you know, it'll get back to that. Um, that'll be a good enough tradition for me. No, no planned events, but if I can just be, you know, on the same uh, roof and four walls with them, yeah. And maybe one day with their kids, I'm happy. I'm good. That's a good for me. Yeah, it speaks well. Yeah. 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 So, for sure. This has been fun, man. But uh yeah. It's let's been get a lot some of fun. takeaways. Um, you know, one of the takeaways uh I think um I think that is important is I'm real big on generational wealth. Um, I'm real big on it's got to start somewhere. So, you know, we got too many tools that are at our fingertips now where you can learn about investing, you can learn about um how to use your money to make more money for you um, and and how to plant the seeds to create generational wealth. So I just think that um, for everybody listening, just start asking yourself, you know, what are you doing to try to create generational wealth? Uh, Not just for your retirement, but what are you doing to set your kids up for success and hopefully set their kids up for success? Uh, So that's my takeaway.
2: Uh, Man, my takeaway is for those fathers out there, um, well, let me say, hopefully um, there is, you know, a father that might need to hear this listening. And if not, his his spouse or partner or whatever um, is listening. And if you feel like you don't have the community or the support in order for you to make it through those tough days as a father, please seek it out, man. Like there's so many different ways to meet um other fathers that are doing what you're doing and trying to learn like you're learning um you know so whether it's on facebook instagram whatever follow um there's there's cool dads which is started by kevin barnett and um uh, rv Lim here in houston uh there's also um there's a lot of pages a lot of instagram pages about um dads dedicated to dads and most of these pages also have organizations that are tied to them. Um, I will make sure that um, we get those, the names of those Instagram pages to the ladies so that um, they can put them on the family lineal Instagram uh, and you all can check that out. Um, but also don't be so hard on yourself. Understand we're all learning and it ain't easy. I've been doing it for 17 years, bro. I'm still learning, yeah. still learning. Like, but as long as you're always willing to learn, it can get better. <laughs> I promise you, it can get better and it will get better if you want it to get better. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're present, you're doing the work, it's gonna get better and you will get better at it and your kids will be the better for it, for sure. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you stole some uh, words out of my mouth and my mind. <laughs> Cause like, you know,
0: my, my, my takeaway was like, you know, being a dad and being a, a black father, surround yourself with other brothers that have you know like-minded but then you got some that have a different course be like 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 you said you know being a father to me is like gumbo you're looking for that right recipe you're never really going to get it right each time you make gumbo it's going to be slightly different something's going to be the measurements are never the same but you're trying to get the one common goal you know everybody's got a good taste and like what I found that like even from talking right now, man, this all started with us just kind of joking and laughing about it. But it turned into a beautiful thing. And they don't yeah. have to renegotiate our contract. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah.
0: I feel used because we made it platinum, We made it platinum. Yeah. On it and like we showed that, you know, for some people that were given information last minute, we made it happen.
2: Absolutely. 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 I agree with that 100 percent. Man, and I, just, I just
0: want to thank everybody, you know, for listening and engaging with us because, I mean, our, our wives do an awesome job and, you know, sitting back on Tuesdays, listening to them through the through the wall and uh, the work they put into it. It's amazing because at the end of the day, they're a reflection of us and we're a reflection of them and we uh, strive for greatness in everything we do.
2: Yep, I agree. And, and y'all engage with the ladies if y'all need to engage with us also do so but through our wives because we don't want nobody being like I like his voice uh, don't don't jump with my dms with that my wife will <laughs> <Nothing> like that. <laughs> hello you know they don't do that talk to them okay so engage with the ladies and 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 you know tell them what you thought of this episode and tell them you know maybe some of the things that you've learned um, through if you've learned anything from us, that's great um you know if you got any awesome takeaways share that with the ladies so they can you know shout you out as well um and connect connect with the ladies on ig at fam lineal that is f-a-m underscore l-l-e-n-n-i-a-l on instagram and also alia is at Aaliyah from h-town Crystal is Chrissy Cart12 and Vernique at Vernique the Realtor. And they will, they would love to hear from y'all because they're again, they're doing an awesome job. And uh, you know, they need their flowers right now. I'm, I might go get some right now, like actual flowers. Give me some brownie points before this weekend starts. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, I'll just give us some food. Uh <laughs> But please share this uh, this episode with your fam. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email the ladies at famillennial at gmail.com. That's F-A-M-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L at gmail.com. And most
1: importantly, Lineal Nation, look look for uh, new, uh, new episodes every Thursday, all right? Every Thursday, new episodes should be dropping. These ladies, they're going to have new content for y'all. So stay tuned.
2: And
0: we must, 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 we must remember that friends are the family we choose. And that's no doubt.
2: Peace, fam. Until next time.
1: Takeover edition. That's a wrap. Yes, sir. (laughs) One take. Mamba. Mamba. Out.